Hi, everyone. Uh, before we get into the episode, we're starting things a little bit differently. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you so much. Uh, we saw the insight uh, for the number of listens uh, this last uh, week, and the numbers were very humbling. So thank you so much for listening. A special shout out to uh, Patrick Campmeyer, um, who is, you can see, is the number one fan. Um, you know, you can always email us at talkingtwinpeaks at gmail.com. Uh, we will take a look at their, your um, comments, questions, concerns, uh, insights uh, that you want to uh, give us as well. We Very, very happy to hear from you. Joe, do you have anything else to say to the amazing fans that we have? Yeah, uh, please send uh, all your uh, all your YouTube covers of just you and I to Paul. He loves that song <laughs> so much. Uh yeah, thank you guys. It's it's awesome knowing you guys are all out there listening. Uh, yeah, you it just it's it's really it's really fun for us to do, and we're glad that you're up. You you guys are uh, listening to us ramble about a show we love. So. Yeah, I tell you what, if if, you, if someone does, if if I start getting an influx of you and I covers, I will put them on our YouTube channel. I will we will put them on the showdown, and we will actually play them on our podcast. I that is something I will totally do. <laughs> so all right well yes from both uh joe and i thank you again and we hope you enjoy uh this episode um part uh 12 Welcome back to a podcast above a convenience store, Talking Twin Peaks. I'm Joe Fremming. With me, as always, is Paul Muad'Dib. How's it going, Paul? What's your name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going good. It's, it's you know, um, it's bittersweet this episode. Um, it's the last episode that we're going to be doing of the show. Yeah. And it's an interesting episode, too, because it, uh, it feels like uh, a coda. Uh, we talked about this briefly before we start recording it feels like you know the end of a, a piece of music uh end of piece of art uh yes just, uh, i feel like you know we'll get into it uh you know it certainly feels like it left on a cliffhanger uh the more i think of it i don't think of it as much of a cliffhanger anymore but we'll get into that we'll definitely get into that and i have i i would i also looking forward to we talked about it before we get into it we're really going to dig into the theories in this episode as well like the things that we we're waiting to get through all of it like what does it mean um so yeah this might get a little longer might get a little <laughs> uh, uh, odd it, it might go some really weird fucking tangents yeah. but it, it needs to happen so go ahead and yeah because even it even has me rethinking how we see the original series, which I'll get into. 
I would. I have a theory about that too now. I'm excited to hear that because I have some theories, especially what's what what happened at the end of this episode. So go for it. All right. So uh, like I said, this is this feels like a coda. The episode before it, uh, you know, it's kind of like the you know in Wayne's world we get the happy ending. Um, in a sense, we got that. Uh, this we uh, you know it starts off uh, Mr. C's and flames in the Black Lodge. It looks like a pretty uh, slick uh, me- black metal album cover. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he bursts into flames. We get another uh, a seed. Uh, Mike puts uh, the hair that Coop gave him and uh, creates another tulpa. He creates another Cooper. This one seems a little more uh, affable. Yeah, this affable, I think, uh, and we get a nice ending for Janie E and Sunny Jim, which is nice because they're kind of innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With this whole thing, like they kind of fell victim of Mister C and his tulpa, you know, because they didn't know what that was. But you know, so if anything, uh, they get a happy ending here. <laughs> um, now, uh, then we go back to uh, uh, we go back to Coop, where we saw Cooper lost Laura in the woods from Firewalk with me. We hear the scream again. She vanishes. Yeah. Then he appears in uh, back in the Black Lodge with Mike, and we get the infamous: "Is this future or is it past?" Uh, this is now. Uh, Kicking off, I think, a theory you and I have been spitballing with. Uh, Cooper's on an infinite loop. Yes. Uh, he's on a infinite loop of always trying to save or whatever uh, Laura Palmer. Uh, and this is not his first rodeo. And we kind of get that. We get kind of hints at that through, throughout the show. But it feels like this is just like, because it... it it things slightly changed because a lot of it looks a lot like the first episode. Uh, Mike is uh, he vanishes and then he you see him in the corner waving him over, brings him to the bubblegum tree. <laughs> <laughs> Which always makes me, I sound like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 and he does. He sounds like an old man slurping soup. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> is this the story of the little girl who lived down the lane? Is it? Uh, this is, you know, a lot of people threw this with merit with the Audrey thing. She, uh, I think, uh, Charlie and Audrey referenced this, but I think that's probably more of uh, Audrey psychosis being yes. influenced by the lodge than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura whispers in his ear again. So again, we're getting these things like in original run, we we had him in the same trying to find out his murder, who killed Laura Palmer. She does mm-hmm. this. We see at the beginning of this with the return, and then we're seeing it again. And we're now Laura. It's no longer who killed Laura Palmer. It's where is Laura Palmer? Yep. This is why I think he's just in a stuck. It's like Sisyphus rolling the rock up the mountain. Mm-hmm. He just, uh, no matter how hard he tries, no matter what he does, he's just he's he's stuck in. He's like a or now alone stuck in a groove. Yep. Is that what you're kind of getting from this? Um, let's get through this episode and I want to get into what I'm thinking because I can see that, but I have some other ideas as well. Um, that yes, I think that's one interpretation and I lean towards that. Like, 
Um, I see that's definitely something I see as a possibility and gravitate towards. But there's other weird ideas that I have. So I guess <laughs> I'll say it now because you have a lot of these things. And I'll get to the next part. So the next part we find um, Cooper and Diane. They well, need hold to... on. Oh, OK. Go ahead. Before we that, we got to because like going in that loop again, he sees uh, Leland mm-hmm. and Leland says, find Laura. Now, yep. this has more weight now that we know because now Laura is missing. If we remember in the season two finale, he sees Leland in the lodge and Leland says, I did not kill my daughter. So it's like it's, you know, it kind of gives more like weight, I think, to the he's just he's he's trapped. He's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking things up. <laughs> yes. And it also goes to show that that when you get involved with the lodge, you're always involved with the lodges. Yeah. Like, there is no escape. It's like Olive Garden. When you're there, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden. Don't shit in the soup. All right. <laughs> but yeah, now we have uh, Cooper and uh, 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 Diane. Go on. You started that. Yeah. So <clears throat> they leave. Now, here's the, here's the part I'm going to bring up here. This is one of my theories. So... They leave, and it's Gassenberry Grove. It's the Black Lodge. One of my theories is that Cooper never left the Black Lodge. It's like a hell. This is what the Black Lodge is doing to him. It's just fucking with him for eternity. That's one theory of mine. One theory. I doesn't. I don't like it, but I, but when they yeah. came out of the Black well, Lodge, well, we like Cooper, so we don't want that as his destiny. <laughs> we don't want that as his destiny. But when you think about it. Why is the Black, I mean, why is the Black Lodge still continuing to help him at this point? Um, the Black Lodge has nothing to gain. And again, when he comes out, he's coming out of the Black Lodge. I know we there's 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 the talk of the waiting room, the White Lodge, the Black Lodge, but he's in the Black Lodge. So I kind of feel like that this could be one of the things that they're doing. They're fucking with him. Now, that's one theory. But then he, let's, let's go on, he gets with Diane and she asks if it's really him, and yep. he's like, yes. And they have to drive 530 miles, and Diane doesn't want to do it. She wants to go back. When they get there, he has to stop. He's like, okay, this is it. When we go through, he's like, kiss me. And he's like, because when we go through, it, we may not be the same. And they drive through, obviously, a portal. When they get there, they get to this motel. And there is, I, 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 there's a, there are people who really hated this sex scene, by the way, uh, in reviews. They're like, this was so unnecessary, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I loved it. I mean, it works for what it was. With the um, prayer by the platters playing. And- yeah. Right. And uh, let's, let's be honest. Uh, uh, Laura Dern still has an amazing body. I got to right? say, uh, her in that red wig, uh, that, uh, that like kind of like Bob haircut thing, I, I really like. So yep. like it was like yeah. Uh, now, okay, we're kind of rushing. Uh, well, no, there's I, a lot I, going on here. Uh, th- th- there is a the, lot going on. So, the Diane thing uh, is probably my most. I'm more interested in the Diane thing. Okay, in so, a sense than the Laura thing because I think we've kind of. But we'll get it. But so uh, my theory now is when he leaves Glastonbury Grove. You know, it's the curtain call that they referenced. Mm-hmm. This is where I was kind of talking where it feels to me because he comes out and he's a different Cooper. Yes. 
I was going to bring this up. Yes. So what I my theory on this because he's his we don't get the Cooper we've known from the previous series and all that. To me, it was almost like the what we saw of Twin Peaks was kind of like the idealized events of what happened in Cooper's mind, in a sense. Mm-hmm. It felt like, you know, he's the white knight. He's always odd. He's, you know, he's the hero, blah, blah, blah. There's not a hint of cynicism and really darkness in him. When he comes out, we get a combination of Cooper and Mr. C. Mm-hmm. For me, it feels like the whole run of the series was kind of like, we're, we're not really seeing it, you know, because the show, you know, in a sense, it, it gets a different vibe once Cooper comes in. Yep. So it's like we're seeing the events through Cooper's mind, mind's eye. Like he's a um, a uh, uh, what's what do they call it? Uh, an untrustable uh, unreliable narrator. Thank you, thank you, an unreliable yeah, so that's narrator. What, that's kind of like where I'm leaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, you know. And this is the, like the great thing of Twin Peaks. Like we can all have like these great theories and all that. And that's kind of like how I see it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not 100 on it but it feels like it kind of like that's kind of like the commentary a bit because he is a different cooper he is now here's my theory here's here's my actual running theory on this because i I apologize for going through because there's a lot of things i want to touch upon what happens in that but i just wanted to talk about that certain point because there's a scene there where uh, at at the end of there what i want to get to was the richard and linda thing yes what i believe is that what we're seeing is not only has the lodge been messing with time, it's mentioning it's beyond that. It's dimensional. And I think we're seeing a different dimension, Cooper. I don't even, because, and there's things at the end that will lead to that. And I think Cooper's asking the wrong question at the end of the, at the end of the episode. I, I agree 100% slightly different, but I, I agree. He's asking the wrong thing. He's asking the wrong thing. And the what I, I think the question should be is, where are we? Yes, 100%. Yes. And uh, yeah. because it feels like when they when so when uh, Diane and Cooper cross into this uh, portal, it brings them to a place. And th- my theory is the longer you're in this place, the more you forget who you are. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's we talked about it like when the show ended, it feels like it's like, it's a different dimension that was created to protect people from their almost almost to protect people from their trauma. And yep. that's why we see Diane see her double when they pull up to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I feel like once she sees that, the person we see is Linda after that. Yep. That is Linda. It's like Diane has escaped. She's escaping the trauma of yep. what Mr. C did to her. Uh, the trauma of, you know. Not only what Mr. C, but the person she loves looking exactly like Mr. C. Yes. So let's back up now because that's the part I want to get to. So I really jumped ahead and skipped there, but let's get back to the drive and everything. And and they have to go exactly 430 miles, which I'm going to assume is a numerology thing. Yep. Um, I didn't look too deep into this one. Well, it's what uh, the firemen said. Yep. Four three zero. Richard and Diane. Two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. And we already got the two birds, one stone right yep. earlier. And so then, you know, again, Diane is totally against this. Does not want to do it. She knows what's going on. Obviously, Cooper knows what's going on. But again, we are getting a different Cooper. His mannerisms, the way he's talking, the way he's behaving—it's a different Cooper. 
And th- the theory to me is, is that it's a different dimensional Cooper. Yeah. I would almost kind of going back to like how we saw Twin Peaks before the run through his mind's eye. Mm-hmm. This is like the real Cooper. This yeah. is how he is in real life. That, that we are taking away from the quirkiness that was kind of the filter on it. And now we're seeing the grittiness of what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he gets back in the car. He, you know, he confirms that it's the right place. They don't want to go. And then they drive through the portal and it changes from night to day. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of transitional things there. There's a lot of sound going on in the background too. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah, a lot of electric distortions and. <laughs> so then they get to the motel, and Cooper goes inside, and Diane sees herself. And I think um, this is very much to me, um, as you talked about, where it, it, she's Linda. Do you remember 2001? The ending of 2001. When it's, Bowie, been, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but okay. So when Dave Bowman is at the end of it, he's finds himself when he gets through all the the the, the sparkly laser light show thing. Um, he finds himself with the alien, and it's him. And then he looks in the room and he sees himself getting older, and it's a, kind of a different him. And then he's in that. Then he's that one, and then he looks. He sees himself old in the bed. And he's that one. And then he looks, he sees himself the space baby, and he's the space baby. Because um, 2001, of course, it's going to have a space baby. I think this is exactly what's happening with Diane. I think you're seeing it where, yes, it's that Diane has left, that trauma, that type of thing. But see, the trauma is still there, though, because when they have sex, which I also question from the... Um, uh, from the secret history of Twin Peaks, if it isn't one of the sex rituals as yeah. well. I right? feel like it is. I feel I... like that is. But I think, you know, and there's a way. The sex is like, you know, it seems like it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or like, who, what my theory is, is now Linda. I think it's Linda. And it's we get a hint of, like, why this may be, too, with her note. Uh, Cooper is Cooper, and he's calling her Diane. Yep. Uh, and then they he kind of you know they kind of like have this weird sex and then she leaves you know this is obviously this is diane's she's escaped and now linda is free in this world where they kind of forget they get to forget and uh, she says i don't recognize you anymore well and during the sex when she's on top of him she is covering his face yep throughout it and I think that's part of the trauma, right? She doesn't want to see Mr. C. And the question to me that I think also <clears throat> is, imp- that I think is the implication here is that it's not the Cooper that we know either. Yeah. Because she was in love with the Cooper that we knew and the, from, from the original one. And, you know, this is, I mean, she kisses him and then she has to cover her face. It's, it's, there's something there. There's a there there that I think is occurring that's giving us a clue that this isn't the Cooper that we know. But I thought, yeah, and I think she's covering his face. This is kind of like she's exercising those demons and then she's going to be free. Uh, the memories are 
fading, uh, mm-hmm. and then she's able to live out the rest of her life without that trauma. It's yeah, uh, this is a yeah. I think this is a different Cooper. I think this is like like I said, this is like more of a real Cooper. Uh, like mm-hmm. I think I think the original run, and even all the way in the Return, it's all quirky and kind of silly. Mind's Eye Cooper, uh, just you know, it's you I'm. Know. I'm going to throw just a wrench in that because I, I can agree with that. I do agree with that. But I have a, another idea that I just want to throw out to you. In this other dimension, it, you become the other thing in it. That's why that's why Laura Palmer is Carrie Page. Yep. Um, and Cooper is somewhat immune to it, but Linda isn't, or Diane isn't. And there may be a Diane back or maybe there isn't a diane and now she's linda in this dimension i don't know there's a i think there could be that element going on as well and in an opposite of the of the other you know of what you brought up i don't know i mean there's a lot going on here that can be up to a lot of interpretation yeah well i mean he's also we also lose a lot of the original like kind of the cooper or whatever like even like you know an idealized version i He's more like gung ho and serious. I think he's starting to kind of uh he's changing. He's 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 more it almost feels like muscle memory with him with some of this, like when he's in the diner and uh and like when he's meeting Carrie and he's it seems like he's just yes. like diff, very different. Very like, different. Like he's being affected by this place too now. Yes, yes, because um, well, let's go. Okay, so let's let's uh, after the motel, they get the letter, and the letter just explains that she can't look at him, and she calls him Richard. He's like Richard, and he leaves the hotel, and it's he a knows hotel too. it's a it's a different motel, it's a different car, everything has changed around him, and this leads me, and you know how you know four hundred thirty miles from Washington State. 430 miles is not Texas. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Hence the portal. <laughs> Hence the portal. That's not Texas. Um, it's, I, I'll tell you, I've driven cross country before. Um, and uh, boy, there, there's a lot of, there's a big difference between uh, uh, 430 miles um, and about 1,600. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a couple days, I'd say. <laughs> uh, just, 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 just a few. So he's he, he's in Texas. So I think, I think yes, the the, the everything's kind of adapting around him, mm-hmm. and everything's being affected. And he, you know, the reason why he finds he goes he goes to the eat at Judy's, and I think it's because he's like Judy, right? Yeah. Well, again, I think this is this place was created. Mm-hmm. This Odessa is a safe place, uh, in a sense. So eat at Judy's is something in this world Cooper would know where to, that would be where he'd have to go and look. He would see it right away. And yep. like for the, us and the, the fans, you know, that's on purpose. We hear about Judy since Fire Walk with me. That stands out for us too. That's Lynch giving us a message that this is a message to Cooper. Yep. Yep. Completely agree with you on that. Yep. Absolutely. And so he goes inside, and we get Francesca Eastwood, who is um, the gorgeous daughter of Clint Eastwood, and she gets she gets a little offended. Is there another waitress here? Uh, it's her day off. Um, actually, it's her third day off, and then a couple of uh, these rednecks are uh, 
grabbing her, trying to grab her ass, and Cooper's having none of it. <laughs> Explain what happens there, Joe, because I love this scene. Well, you know, Paul, Cooper's living in a society. <laughs> living in a civilized manner. You don't do that. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, well, he, he pisses off these rednecks, uh, to which, and this is where he feels more like Mr. C in this yes. scene. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, he, the one guy he just kicks in the nuts and then grabs the gun and shoots the other guy in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> which I think Mr. C did earlier, didn't he? Didn't he shoot someone in the foot earlier? I feel like he did. I feel like he did. You know, and it's like, I think like, you know, if part of you is being washed away in this, another part's going to be emerging. And like, no matter what, he's always going to have that darker element. Like Mr. C was, you know, a doppelganger, but it's also a part of like, cooper's makeup anyway so that's in it's there part of who he is yes. yes so like mr c's a take charge kind of guy that when cooper takes charge he becomes pretty frightening again mm-hmm. this is why i think he's a it like what we see in the original run of the show it's like soap opery and quirky I, I, you know i think that's you know that's why it's different like this is like how cooper kind of <laughs> actually is this is how an fbi man is yep Yep, I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. And he, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me was he uh, goes over, says to the, um, uh, says to the waitress, um, you know, give me the address. She doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, this is very Mister C, completely Mister C. Give me the address. Um, you know, the way talking you know, slower, like Mister C too. Mm, His cadence mm, is very slower and deeper absolutely and then he takes the guns still loaded guns the cooper we knew would have if he was gonna do this would have at least taken the bullets out yeah but instead he puts these guns in there and says i don't know if the heat's gonna set off those bullets but i wouldn't be there if i were you yeah and then he leaves like yeah he's ruthless in this one yeah the cooper we know from the original show would take the bullets out uh warn the guy before like step back please this might go off on you like this is you know this is a menacing kind of a take on cooper and again mm-hmm. i think this is more, more of the reality of a who agent cooper probably was yep uh, he deep fries it and then you know he gets the address for carrie uh drives there and then this is another hint that this is lodge adjacent or created uh outside her house is the 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 telephone pole with the number six on it. Uh, yes. Seen, we saw on fire walk with me. We saw a Carl saw it when the kid got ran over. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That, that has been a become a, a, a very familiar, very familiar um, a scene or um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, object in the show and uh, he goes, he knocks on the door. He's asking, you know, for Laura. She tells him it's she's Carrie Page, and he's like, "I think you're Laura Palmer. Um, you know, your mom's Sarah." Um, you yeah. know, well, she to- doesn't register when she says, "He says your father is Leland." She doesn't really register, but when she says Sarah, something kind of something like kind of goes right familiar to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something I did not pick up on the first two times I saw this. So nope. I didn't either, but yeah, when Sarah, Sarah clicks with her, and she's like, well, I need to go anyway, so, you know, I guess going with the FBI is going to be the way to do it, and Cooper goes inside, and there's just a rotting dude sitting on her, 
uh, on her couch uh, with a uh, assault with like a semi-automatic sh- rifle playing on the ground. <laughs> yeah, he's shot in the head. Yep. And he, he has like a, what looks like almost like a bob orb sticking out of his stomach. Mm-hmm. Which, yes. You know, that, that raises all sorts of other questions. But, of course, Lynch doesn't give us any answers. I mean, we could hypothesize that maybe that's another dimensional Bob that Carrie just went all John Rambo on. It's, it's, it's very possible, right? I mean, there's a lot of these things that are happening here. Hence why we call this Dakota. Well, and then we get the image of the white horse. Oh. It, right? Which is, uh, you know, it's... Uh, big references, considering that's uh, you know what Sarah sees before Leland would murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper saw it in the Black Lodge. Uh, the the woodsman recites it in the poem. Mm-hmm. Part eight. So yeah, it has a big re- uh, relevance here. Yep, which just leads Cooper. Which I think is just another clue to Cooper that you are this is the right place to be. And then we get this kind of. So one of the things we've not talked about during this episode is the meandering and this episode is a little frustrating because you know you're like it's the last episode come on come on (laughs) and there is so much meandering and lynch extending beats and things of that that if you didn't know 10 minutes in this episode that you weren't going to get what you wanted out of it or like this is not going to be what you think it's going to be. I feel bad for you <laughs> because I knew that first viewing that I was like, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> uh, so I like the meandering and I'll tell you why. Again, this feels like a, it's a coda. It's kind of the unwinding. It's the end. It's given us beats that are familiar, you know, uh, it's not hammering us over the head with it, but you know we're getting pretty obvious beats. I liked it because it get let me like while well, they're meandering <laughs> and they're endless driving, it lets me think about the episode. It g- gives me time to reflect. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. I'm not disagreeing with that because there was I think that was necessary because there's a lot going on in this that there are those things where you got to disseminate. What did I just see? Yeah. Um, instead of going boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, the 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 part that I could see where, where I, like I said, when I was watching it first time, and I, I was just like, I know I'm not gonna get what I want out of this ending. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we knew that going in. <laughs> we did, and but I'm just saying, like, you know, there was that whole, you know, there was that, there's that little bit of, okay, we might get, you know, we might actually get something here. Frost might, you know, allow. No, 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 forget it. Like I said, if ten minutes in, you didn't realize it. That's on you. <laughs> um, for the next several um, minutes of the episode, it's just them driving together. Yep. Uh, and to be totally honest, uh, just to make it on time for our review, I fast forwarded. I've seen it before. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Carrie's kind of rambling on about Odessa. It's again, it's it's like a meditative moment where we're allowed to like kind of like especially if you're watching like the night this aired it was like back to back with part 17 yep so we're really like when you watch them back to back like i said it really gives you time to like meditate on what had just happened with yep. you know all the way and that's why i like it uh 
at the time when I was watching, I was really pissed off. <laughs> right. Jesus right. Christ, more driving. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're. That's what I'm saying. Like, I remember watching it for the first time, being like, "Uh, oh, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it works. I think more that I now that I think about it more, uh, we're never going to get concrete answers to Twin Peaks. Uh, and what follows after all the meandering kind of like nails that home, and that it, it it's a constant mystery with it, uh, you know. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, so they're driving. And when they get to Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks is different, Paul. Twin Peaks is different. <clears throat> um, double R looks different. Double R does look different, doesn't it? It's not the same double R. It's like a 50s diner, like, mm-hmm. you know, like one of those chain ones. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Um, and they're driving around town. Nothing is familiar to um, Carrie. To carry, and then we get to the Palmer house, and she doesn't recognize it. And uh, they go up to the door, and there's a knock. There's a knock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hammering um, the uh, uh, the uh, the the aspect of it. So. Um, then a woman opens the door, and there's a conversation. Uh, fun fact. Yes. The who opened the door? The real-life owner of the Palmer House. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Lynch decided to put her in the show. So, <laughs> yep, she actually owns that house. And so she says she's Mrs. Shelfont, which we... No, she says we, she's Mrs. Oh, Tremont. Oh, She's Mrs. Tremont. They bought the house from Mrs. Mrs. Shelvant. So we know what's happening here. These are some lodge fuckers. This is some lodge fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's even eerier because she, when she's talking to the person in the house, they're off screen. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, this sort of mirrors uh, when Hawk earlier goes to Sarah's house. And we can't see the inside of it. Yeah, and there's commotion going on. And Sarah's like, yeah, leave it or whatever. Uh, I think that's kind of like what this is kind of referencing or what that scene with Hawk and Sarah was sh- foreshadowing. That there's an entity in that house. Um, yeah, I would completely agree with you that I think there is, there's something with the house as well. And <clears throat> so Cooper... He, he's totally thrown off by this. They both walk away. And he's like, what year is this? Which is the wrong question. Yep. Um, and then Laura, you hear Sarah very faintly. Laura? And it's from, from, the first, the, uh, from the pilot. From the pilot. Um, and uh, Laura screams. Laura screams. Cooper freaks out. The lights go out in the house. There's that's it. Yep. That's it. And then we're stuck with a photo of Laura whispering in Cooper's ear. Which is uh again, that's why my theory is he's in a loop. (laughs) It's just a constant loop (laughs) of trying to save uh Laura. Uh and uh part of what I think leads credence to that is uh Frost was uh Asked about the the meaning of the episode, he said the actions that Cooper has Cooper takes 
have consequences, and they're unforeseen and unanticipated, and they open the door to all sorts of strange and perhaps enigmatic things taking place. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to think it's just he had he's keep trying, <laughs> try as he might. Uh, you know, Laura's the one; she's the chosen golden orb or whatever, but she's still human. Yes, and she makes human decisions, which are. Sometimes bad. <laughs> As we saw, Carrie Page shot that man cold, cold blood in her apartment, right. her house. So, yeah, I mean, try as he might, I think he's always trying to save her. He's always trying to be the white knight, and it's not. That's not how life is. That's not you know. You nope, know, no, it's not. Um, and, and so, I think there's again. Cooper and so I think that Cooper and um is um Cooper and Laura linked, obviously. Yep. And um so I, I think there's there's part of that. And again, I think there is this it goes beyond time um and and space. Um you, how do I explain this? Because you bring up the point that, like, you know, maybe what we're getting is the narrative. What I'm wondering is, is was that one of the is that one of the dimensions? It was could have been that too. the original was, run of the series was a dimension or a? Now we can go into timelines. You know, butterfly effect. You know, you uh, that's another thing that you, we can attribute to that frost quote. Uh, you know, if you fuck up something in the past, you know, like. You know, Marty McFlying it, as we joke, but, you know, the whole thing with Back to the Future is Marty goes back and fucking changes things, but it changes it for the better as opposed to, well, you know, whatever. It but it's still, like, the action... That's the whole Back to the Future 2 is about it didn't. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, it's like these actions have consequences, and, you know, you know, ver- maybe the version of Twin Peaks where it's all quirky, maybe it was real, uh, but it's... He, it's changing because not just the law. And I don't think the lodge is changing the timelines. I think it's Cooper. <laughs> well, I think he's the real culprit here. I, I think there's more to it than that. I think there's like all these things in conjunction with each other. I think are what's doing. I think Cooper's the catalyst, yeah. but I think they're allowing all this. I mean, and um, I think with the alternate, alternate timelines is why Jeffries is so confused. When we see him in not only in Fire Walk with me, but also when we see him in the Return as as the giant teapot, you know mm. he's not sure which Cooper he's talking to, when or where. You know it, it's these timelines are splintering, and that kind of goes in like you know why we saw in the diner, it changed at the very end of that episode. You know timelines are like shifting and altering in real time. So I think like yeah, that's part of it. There's a there's a timeline where Laura dies. There's a timeline where she's saved, but you know, yeah. Um, and I think I think there, yeah. There's a timeline where she's again. I think and I I think like we saw with um with um with Cooper and um you know again in the first one and then we see him here and then you know, Mr. C and then um I I think all and then you know Carrie's different. The tree mons are different. I think. Um, I think that's what we're seeing. Like it's, it's not. It's, it's 
it's not just a like a like 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 a full circle loop. It's like what we saw with that eight where it kind of goes off track. Yeah. I think that was a big clue in episode in episode um seventeen where that eight and then they kind of back up. It's so like think of a Hot Wheels loop where a car goes up, comes around, comes down, but it's just off to the side a little bit. I think that's the kind of looping we're getting. Yep. It's like a spiral outward. It's a 3D loop, if that makes sense. Yep, I agree. I, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. And I just want to let our listeners know, we are not stoned in any way, shape, or form. No, <laughs> I am. that may sound like <laughs> No, I, I may, it may, yeah, it may sound like we are. Honestly, I'm, um, I mean, I'm, been sober for years. Same here. Like I've, so. <laughs> and I mean, I don't even drink. I don't even drink that much. I think, actually, I, I take that back. Uh, this last weekend before we recorded, I did get drunk. That was the first time in a year um, that I drank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, but like we're, there's like so many weird and heavy, uh, just like concepts with it. And, you know, the fractured timelines, the, the alternate dimensions. I mean, this all, it all plays in like, which makes it hard to come up with a grand unified theory of twin peaks. Cause I don't think that could ever exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so there's just so much going on in that, in, in this regards. And um, I think that, so I mean, all these theories are right. Like it could be a, the the unreliable narrator. It could be that it's just another dimension. It could be a lot of different things. Um, we just we don't know. You know what I mean? And they they throw these all out there. I think knowing full well that it could be these, but I, I'm not saying we're right, we're wrong. Um, we still got to go through um, the the next book, which yeah. will shed some light on some things. It kind and, of sheds light, like, uh, kind of like the memory thing too, because it uh, that plays a big. Uh, Tammy stands up; her memory starts fading on the events of what we saw. And yeah. but we know from we know from oh, Philip Jeffries, uh, Cole remembers the unofficial versions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's crazy, and you know, like unreliable narrator. Uh, you know, like. It's, dimensions timelines like it's it's crazy but it's it's so fun to like just dissect mm-hmm. very fun to dissect and so i i just um there's just so much there but yeah my that that's my theory is that it's everything every time i think this is the problem cooper always ends up getting fucked by the like getting into the black lodge and getting fucked up well, no. It seems like no matter what turn of events happen in history, Cooper ends up in the lodge, <laughs> like, and it's regarding uh, Laura Palmer. It like lock stop. It's always going to be Laura related. Why he gets trapped in there? <laughs> Just uh, it's it's like their their destiny in a sense, mm-hmm. which uh, makes me kind of like appreciate because I've I've said. When we watch Firewalk with me, I consider the end of that the official end of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I see that as Cooper and Laura's victory, when she sees the angel and she's finally put at rest. For me, that takes place after all of this. What we saw 
with the return. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think... So Cooper is victorious at some point. We just, I, we just and, don't see it. And I question if he isn't... So because all these things in these different times and he is in um, 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 the... Uh, I question if he isn't already like an agent of the, if he isn't part of the White Lodge. You know what I mean? Because like we saw that with Briggs, with Briggs's head in the lodge, yeah. At some point, like I, I, I think Cooper's something like that. He could be because when he because we saw with Briggs, he was in there for so long that he became an entity of it. Uh, Cooper was in just as long as Briggs. Right. <laughs> right. Like, once Briggs was, uh, his body was found murdered or whatever. That's around the same time Cooper escaped too. Um. Yes, and um, I, I. But I think the difference is Briggs was in the White Lodge. Cooper's been stuck in the Black Lodge for fifteen years, or for for the same amount of time. Yeah. So I think that might be part of what we saw. Then the difference between the new Cooper. Is the influence of having been in that black lodge, but again, it's also the different. Like, there's so many ways that you could take this, yeah. And it's just, um, it's just, it, yeah. It, it, we're not stoned. It's just <laughs> there's so many theories out there that you could go. Well, if you look at it from this part part of it, that's you know, it could go that line. It, you know, if you look at another way of it, you could go that line. There's just, it's so nuanced. And I don't want to say layer because it feels more three-dimensional in terms of what's happening. It's not just like an up and down. It's all angles. It's a 360 of all these things that are occurring in this sphere, in this in this universal sphere, if that makes sense. Yep. So, um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I I mean, do you got anything else to add? I mean, going back through, going through the entire show, seeing this ending, how do you, like, 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 how do you feel? I feel like uh, the way they ended it with this, I remember being frustrated. because like, oh, another cliff, cliffhanger ending until I kind of like came to the, my, my personal theory, you know, like the end of Fire Walk with me is how it ends. We just never get to see how Cooper and like though so I think he's like in that loop, kind of like what you're saying, like where it splinters slightly, but like with the Hot Wheels thing. So it's slightly different each time he's trying to save Laura. But eventually, you know, he ends up getting, you know, it's a it's a slow it's the slowest hero's journey in history. Because <laughs> we don't know how many times he's been right. stuck doing this. But I but my theory is at the end of Firewalk with me, him and Laura figure out a way because mm-hmm. when she we see her at the end of that she doesn't she's in a different dress and different things she doesn't look like the laura we saw throughout that whole movie that's why i that's why i see it like that but it, it's yeah it's there's so many questions paul but the biggest is did they ever save the pine weasel in one dimension, they did. <laughs> In one dimension, they didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, in that theory, though, okay, bring that up. 
what if that's what the whole point of the second season Civil War, uh, the the Confederate War thing was? <laughs> it's an interesting theory, Paul, but I think that was just bullshit writing from people who had no idea who were spinning out of control with a franchise they didn't know how to deal with. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I know I agree with that, but, um, um, I just, yeah, there's so much there because you got the movie, you know, you got, you got all these things that are occurring and there's a link there. I mean, it makes you wonder even going back, like, as we talk about this, going back to even some of the things from the secret history, like, is it all from the same timeline? Is it, you know what I mean? Is it not from one time, like this part's from one timeline, now we're going to go here, but this is an alternate timeline. It's all this skewed timelines? It could be. uh, I think Secret History, some of the discrepancies in that is cleared up in Final Dossier when I I reread it over the summer. So that kind of, so I think Secret History and Final Dossier fall into the world of Twin Peaks that we followed from season one and two uh, and most of the return. Uh, I think the return at the end, we see it spin out into a different uh, continuity, a different world, a different timeline, a different dimension. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of like where I stand. Again, I, I'm not set in stone. You know, I think about this a lot when I watch it. And, you know, then I'll think of a different theory that'll totally just like, collapse that one probably like 10 minutes after we wrap up this podcast for good right like son of a bitch it makes it all makes sense uh and we could talk about that um we you know again we have we have more to do and we're gonna be keep doing other podcasts that doesn't mean we can't always come back to this and look at this um um on uh um on different things as we do more reflection as we think about things because who knows again we may get a second thing on netflix um you know because uh, of the of the westeria again i don't think it is you don't think it is but it could be yeah we don't know we don't know what lynch has up his sleeve but but yeah it's 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 great because this is what great art is and it's it's weird that it came out of a TV show because great art rarely, in my opinion, comes out of a television <laughs> uh, drama. But like it, this is it's so in depth that we're able to like swim in those waters of the mind and try to figure, try you know. And that's what Lynch has said: the magic of you know, like with Twin Peaks and his other things. Like he likes his audience to be the detective, and he sprinkles those clues out. So that's why I like I like jumping in these waters. Uh, deeper thought, uh, you know. It does. It's it's the joy and it's the frustration of being a Lynch fan, right? <laughs> oh, there's frustration being a Lynch fan. What's that? There's frustration of being a Lynch fan. That's... Oh, there is frustration of being a Lynch fan. But again, I like these deeper conversations than having the um um than having something very close-ended like we wouldn't be having a podcast that this was a standard top cop drama fbi drama you know what i mean yep 
So, um, and, uh, just, I just, do you think Frost and Lynch both kind of kept a lot of this ambiguous because even they don't want really to want to know what the real, I, in a sense, a, like, you know, they have an idea, but like, they don't want it concrete. So let's leave it ambiguous. Honestly, my thought is that I think Frost would prefer more of a, I think Frost has an idea of what he wanted. I think Lynch had an idea of what he wanted. I, I think part of the reason why we get this is that the two never met in the middle. And I think they both have their what they want in it, but they... Um, I, I, th I think it's left that way not because they don't want to do it. I think Lynch has an idea of an end. I think Frost has an idea of an end. I don't think they meet. So I think this is the compromise. Could be. Who knows? Yeah, that's my honest thought. I, I do. I mean, knowing Lynch uh, as, and in the interviews and things that we've seen and watched his movies over the years, I think he uh, has a director's vision of what he thinks the, the middle of uh, the beginning, middle and what the definitive end is. But he's not going to ever tell the audience. And I think he's very smart enough to the way that he films things and does things that he goes, it can be done in a way that can be up. I can put this in here. That might mean this. It could mean that. It could mean that. To me, it means this. I think he's intelligent and methodical enough of a mind to do that. And I think where I, I think if Frost had not been involved in this episode or in these episodes, I think we would have gotten something way more far out. With less ver with with less dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't know. I mean, for all we know, this <laughs> the more ambiguous stuff could be Frost. I mean, he yeah, these guys are just. I mean, we're not in the writers' room. Uh, I think they might have just uh, they have their own ideas, and like you said, they met in the middle. But I think like that's what makes it work. Mm -hmm. Is that it's ambiguous. And uh, they kind of lucked out with that. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think there is that. I think there is that. But I, I again, I lean towards this idea of. I mean, I watched on the air, and I think on the air is the, um, is the. It's kind of the same way. Like it's very, it's very schizophrenic. Of a, of, a, of a show and I could see why it didn't last very long and I think you know that also strained Mark Frost and, and David Lynch and um, um, you know but yeah I just I, I, I would love to believe it's something like that where they just you know they have this similar idea they're going down the same path and they want to do that but I just don't see it uh, I, I that book reading with David with, with, and, and looking at the secret history and how that was all written out, and all these things, and all the all the effort that Mark that that Mark Frost put into that, and none of it really having a point in the entire eighteen episodes, other than a few key pieces in it. Yeah, just they're pretty just, key. <laughs> they're pretty key, but when you look at the whole book and of itself, which is an awesome book, it's so fun to 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 read, but when you um when you 
when you look at that and then you look at what we got, I mean, out of that entire book, what, maybe 20 pages? 20 pages is important. Well, I mean, let's be honest. That book is more fan service than what, because I don't think the return was ever intended to be fan. In fact, the return originally when they're spit or coming up with ideas for it, none of it was going to take place in Twin Peaks. Like, you know, yep. these two were like going on a more existential and I think kind of packaged what was going to be the you know, some key elements, Frost put it in a book, which kind of gave more background because, you know, he's a writer. I think it just, this was like beef up like these these themes and shit from the first two seasons. Given more context. Yes. Um, I, 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 and I know that they didn't, that they don't, that they, I, again, and I think that was more Lynch that didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I think it was, wasn't more Frost that was like, uh, Let's do this. Am I wrong on that? I think they came together and decided to do it. I mean, uh, I can't remember at, when they started working on this. Lynch hadn't made a movie since Inland Empire. Like, it had been 10 years. Uh, you know, I think this I kind of sparked his desire to like make shit again. Because now he's, you know, he did the Netflix short film and now he's doing another thing like... You know, I don't know. It could have been Lynch who said, should we return? We don't know. I mean, Lynch is not the first time he's returned to Twin Peaks after it's done. You remember, he went and did Fire Walk with me. <laughs> this, this, is a war, this is a sandbox I think David Lynch really likes to play in. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mulholland Drive was originally going to be Audrey Horn Goes to Hollywood. I mean, it, as much as he kind of like downplays Twin Peaks, it's been pretty heavy and his project since the show went off the air. So, yes. Um, and again, <clears throat> the other thing that I'm with you on that I don't think is um, um, is um, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, that why why we won't get another Twins Peaks is because we both know that it almost killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, well, I mean, it could be a smaller project if he went and returned. I don't think it would be an 18-hour-long movie. But it was. It was, like, in Room to Dream. Uh, his health just de- started declining because, you know, making a movie is uh, it's a pretty stressful. You're dealing with all these elements, especially as the director, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it took its toll. Uh, it's I think in the book he says this, you know, it made him realize just kind of realize his age in a sense because it's just like it was hard for him to keep up with, you know, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's an, and then I think you know Lynch always has different ideas outside of this world, uh, and you know I'd like to see him do something different. Uh, He's, well, you know, when he's on his own, he does like more of the surreal stuff. I think Lynch benefits from having a writer, in a sense, working with him. Yes. Or working off of something. That's why, I like, I really like Wild at Heart because you get yes. that Lynch surrealism, but it's based in a book, you know. Mm-hmm. So it has a beginning, middle, and an end where Lynch could just play in the middle forever. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's oh, let's he face could, it. Like he, he, if he could make a movie of all middle, he will. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm surprised he didn't do something like Old No Country for Old Men, which is just start and end in the middle. Um. Uh, I'm really surprised that that wasn't that lunch hasn't done something like that. And the other thing why I don't think we'll get Twin Peaks again, Eat Two, is I think this was very painful coming back 25 years later and dealing with the mortality yes. of a lot of people that were part of it and aren't anymore. And we've lost more now. Um, and just the, 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 the three years for three, four years now that, um, that the, uh, the third season, um, happened. Um, so I, I just don't think I, I, I personally, I couldn't do it mentally. Yeah. I just, it, it's rough and it's, you know, and that's the thing. He didn't hide the age stuff with no. the exception of, uh, Cooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, you know, we, we saw the log lady ill. I mean, yep. that was real. I mean, like, you know, Hawk has gray hair, you know, Shelly has, you know, some wrinkles and like, you know, it's, they didn't hide behind it. It's like, kind of like, you know, so I'm guessing that might've been rough because it was, you know, it, even for us, the audience is jarring seeing these people that kind of like for 25 years before were kind of like, you know, trapped an ember in our, in our brains of how we remember them and seeing them kind of different was a little weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, it was, it was, it was jarring to see them a little different, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Shelly, I mean, you know, magic, she'll always be gorgeous. Um, you know, uh, Shirley, she'll always be gorgeous. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's what it is. Um, but it was very jarring. I mean, by God, Bobby does not look, does not look the same at all. Um, it, it seeing Andy with a gut was jarring and a little depressing to me. Um, you know, Lucy, God bless Lucy. She looked the same. Nadine has an age a day. <laughs> <laughs> the genetics on her are fan fantastic. Oh, um, you know, Jacoby, I mean, he aged, he, he did age. I mean, he's like 90 now. <laughs> yeah. He, yep. he was he was a little older when the show aired. And, and you and I remember something. I want to bring this up. Speaking of different dimensions and things like that, you and I both remember reading that he had died of a heart attack years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both remember remember reading that, and it. But it's not it's not in our universe. It didn't actually happen. It was a Mandela effect. It was weird. I mean, yeah. I you know, you know, life is weird. Memory's weird. You know. Things I think, you know, fuck, it's strange, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's yeah. And it doesn't help when I'm jumping in these deep waters, like with the return. Right. <laughs> Dealing with that very kind of idea. I mean, uh, Cooper creates a Mandela effect in the Twin Peaks world we know. <laughs> we'll find out in the, the final dossier. We will find out a lot in the final dossier, won't we? Yes. Uh, so. Yeah, 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 this, and it's, this was a fun return for me. I was, I was glad we could watch these episodes and talk about them and go deep on them. Because there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack with the, sh the show. Uh, 
it's just been so much fun and it's just like weird theories and you know I, we sound like crazy people i think talking about it. just imagine like never seeing an episode of twin peaks and then sitting down and listening to our podcast talking about part eight right that would be that'd be <laughs> that'd be almost as jarring as never watching an episode of twin peaks and sitting down and then watching part eight as your kick off uh. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that god that'd be fucked up wouldn't it uh what am i watching <laughs> yeah what the fuck is this and again i that's why i think you know i, I feel bad for anyone who jumped in this season uh the, the the third season didn't watch the first two um boy not a place to pick up <laughs> no not no. at all no no not a place not a place to the to, to pick up so um yeah i don't uh oh god oh i just want to I'm glad about your restraint when we're talking about the the actors aging that you decided not to punch down on Al Strobel again. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um um no, I I'm not I'm not gonna punch I'm not gonna punch down <laughs> on, on Al Strobel, jackass. <laughs> so um but yeah we got we got the book and i've actually started reading the book again yeah. um and i'll I go just... through it again here for the next week it, i just want to say like for that other book i think we might take a a week or an extra week off just so i can kind of wrap my head around it a bit more if that's okay yeah are you sort of reading it yeah and i just it's just a lot of a lot of things going on that i'd i'd rather like uh, yeah, you to be I'm, able to digest instead of trying to rush it in a week. <laughs> I would agree with that because it's 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 got some concepts in it that I never thought of. Yeah, especially yeah. when it comes to the pine weasel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or or the big question: What happened to the dancing guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he slammed that locker and he did that sideways dance, and we never saw him again. Forget where is Laura Palmer? Where is Dancing Guy? Where is Dancing Guy? I want to know that's, more about maybe that's Lynch. Lynch's next project, right? Uh, oh my god, that'd be amazing. I mean, that's what it is. It's the oh story my. of the Dancing Guy. Uh, that'd be like, you know, <laughs> it's, those are like pipe dreams of mine. It's like. If they ever made the only Star Wars thing I'd ever watch again is if they did a, a movie on Max Rebo and his band. <laughs> it's just fucking weird, like <laughs> Fuck. you know, whatever Mandalore, whatever that shit is. But you know, you make a show about Max Rebo, I'm plopping my ass down. Oh my it. god, Jesus Christ! Well, <laughs> well, well, we know that we're going to be doing. Um, so. Uh, I, I would, you know, to kind of as we get to to the end of this, and you know, again, we went a lot of different places. I don't, I, I think we're going to go more even after the book, because, yeah. um, you know, but it was kind of difficult to watch this one because we've been doing this podcast now since February. Yeah, I mean, it's been, um, it's going been almost ten months now. It's right? going almost ten months now. Yeah, it's going almost ten months now. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's about that. Yeah, it's about we're about to the exact 10th. I think we started on the 24th. Well, that was the 
technically, you know, the day Laura Palmer died in the show, I think it was yep. the fourth when we, the night we started recording. Yep. Because I think we both were talking about celebrating Twin Peaks Day beforehand and went, hey, well, let's do this podcast. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so now the show, we've gone through it in its entirety, except for really episode, season two. We, we glossed through the last. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we missed large chunks of that bullshit, and I have no regrets. I have none. <laughs> I don't think anything that occurred in season two that we missed would have given us any influence or any insight into what the fuck we saw with 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 this uh, episode eighteen. None of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So, yeah. Let's. I. I think you know that after this. Um. Well, what, what do you have going on otherwise, other than this? What do you have going on? Uh, the Joe Down. Uh, we're doing John Wick month. Uh, I love it. Episode uh, part John Wick part two is coming out this week. Uh, I've been kind of busy at work, so I had to take Sunday. I couldn't do the review on Sunday, but uh, yeah, those movies are just, you know, it's not the deep waters of Twin Peaks, but sometimes you just need some mindless action. Uh, At least I do. Yes. (laughs) Especially like, you know, I might throw on part two tonight. (laughs) Watch, (laughs) let my brain relax after discussing you know these timelines and dimensions and fucking you know diane's trauma like there's like there's all these things you know that we kind of went into and we didn't even weren't even able to dig as deep i think as we'd have liked because i think we're still kind of process processing all this well yeah and again there's some things that are going to come up in in the book yeah um that are going to help shed some light on this and i really think that's gonna be us really digging into a lot of the theories and things throughout the seasons but but Uh, i think we we nailed it with the diane thing and again like i went into this interview after a while or not this this review really (laughs) jazzed up because i really liked how they dealt with that yes with diane like yes and i loved with the return that they we know this character that was kind of like you know what was it a like you know a plot device of sorts mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a tape recorder for the first two seasons right uh, right and it's like a well-rounded character and we didn't even get to real diane until the very end yes and and the other thing i i want to bring up on that which i thought was very tasteful since since you mentioned it dealing with the trauma is i'm glad they showed like that she would not have been able to be able to ever, her and Cooper could never be together because of what Mr. C did. No. It, it would never, it would never happen. You know, that's the beautiful things. Like, she was given, like, that freedom away to escape that memory. Like, Carrie Page, uh, no, after a while, she'll have no recollection. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people of, of abuse wish they had that, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's, you know, it's such a horrible thing. And it's like, at least in the fictionalized world, uh, this victim was given some peace. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yes. A, you know. Yes. I think that was, I think, I think Lynch did that very tastefully. Yeah, I do too. It was, uh, yeah. Cause we saw it throughout the show, how traumatized she was by that. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was, she was absolutely traumatized from it. I mean, even though it was her tulpa, 
she was traumatized. Yeah, even the you know the Tulpa you know retains those memories, I believe, mm-hmm. at least some. Of them. But yeah, and then that trauma kind of mirrored, and that's another thing we I forgot to bring up is like her trauma kind of mirrored Laura's in the uh, Fire Walk with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but again, there's so much going on that we're gonna we're gonna miss a whole lot. Oh, there's a lot going on. Shit. The other thing we didn't talk about that I want that I want to touch upon real quick was um, <clears throat> we, we we glossed over it, but was the return of the of the um, of of uh, Dougie to Janie and Sonny. It's a small scene, but I thought was really interesting was, you know, they got the Dougie that was Dougie because he's just like home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like. <laughs> well, he was lucid in, in the lodge. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this is like a compromise of the Dougie of before and the Dougie now. Yeah. So it's it did just, like that little home. Home. Yeah. He seemed, I, he seemed like he was able to drive himself there. So uh, well, hopefully they get a more of a lucid. That's, that, see, that's my thought, too. Like, which, okay, which Dougie are they going to get? Are they going to get Cooper Dougie? Is it Lucid Dougie? Is Dougie ever going to be able to work for Lucky 7 Insurance again? What's going to happen to Bushnell? I need to know these things. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We know Mike is, you know, he's in the Black Lodge, but he is an entity of good. But, I, you know, and who knows what his story is. Maybe he's he has to pay his penance in the Black Lodge before he can go to the White Lodge. Uh, we don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think he's going to give a brain dead Dougie <laughs> to Cheney. <laughs> that was my whole. Otherwise, that Cooper's was... going to have another timeline splinter to go and fix that for <laughs> that fuck up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting because it's dad home. Oh no, <laughs> it's that Dougie. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so... there's like just so much. Things like, and I don't even remember. Have we even did we even touch upon some of the names in the show? No, like uh, Dale Bartholomew Bartholomew uh, Cooper is DB Cooper, you know, nope. famous yep. guy who hijacked a plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Darius uh, Truman, obviously. You know, like it's there's some interesting uses of the names too that we just again, there's so much going on, it's hard to like keep track of all of it. Yeah, well, I just wanted to bring in the DB Cooper because I I just loved that when I finally figured out <laughs> his well, credentials. And let's be honest, your favorite though is Snake. <laughs> Bobby killed a cop. Bobby killed a cop. <laughs> Again, we want to remind you that the guy that's on the police force killed a cop. <laughs> he was, to be fair though, he was a crooked cop. So, yeah. And we brought that up. He was a crooked cop. But yeah, um, you know, it was nice to see Ray Wise come back, um, even for the short bit, um, as Leland. Yep. Um, my God, that guy doesn't age either. Um, uh, and it was funny because, like, when this came out, or a little before this came out, uh, Fargo did that, did a season three where Ray Wise was, like, a very uh, Lynchian character uh, in that. And uh, Eastwood's daughter was also in that show. <laughs> in a flashback to like the 1960 or 1970. So yeah, full overlap with uh, another show I enjoy. So I, I thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I, there's just so much, right? But let's, I think we could go on and, and we, I, 
both of us yeah, even can barely our, talk, right? Even our plugs just went on 10 yeah. minutes. Oh, long. God. Yes. So you're doing, I'm sorry, you're doing John Wick. John Wick month and with one uh, mystery movie to cap out the year 2020 with. And yes. Paul begged me after we stopped recording last time, and he, even he's not only, the only people who know what the industry movie is, is me and Joe Brown. Nope, he will not tell me. I do not know the mystery movie. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to find out what it is. I am. So when's that one going to launch? What date is that one coming out? Oh, that'd be the last week of, <clears throat> last week of de- uh, December at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we have that, uh, our office podcast, Bears, Beats, and Bobbleheads, uh, we brought up, it's on hiatus until 2021. As is Cash That Movie. Yep. Um, however, I started recording um, a Stranger Things with a new co-host who goes by the name of Griffin E. Uh, that's Griffin E. And um, um, we'll see. I, I'm going to bring that one to you as a potential pilot for uh, an addition to um, the showdown. The, this new, it's not fucking Ted Mills, is it? It's not Ted Mills. Because, you know, I will banish you from the showdown forever. I promise it's not Ted Ted Mills. Mills. (laughs) It's not that fucker Ted Mills. He still owes me a box, you know. Um, (laughs) Never got that box. He does owe you a box. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there for your big, uh, your big, uh, you know, advertiser. Yeah, we'll see what that comes with the advertising in, in 2021. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, we're at the end of the actual uh, series of Twin Peaks. Uh, next time we'll be uh, – next week we'll be discussing Final Dossier. Uh, I love that book. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's, like, the first – one of the first chapters that has a narration by Albert that I love. Uh, he writes uh, uh, a medical exam. Uh, it says, great. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, again, I, uh, Albert and Cole Files should have been a spinoff that we should have gotten but didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. We if, can still if, get the Mitchum brothers. Come on, Lynch. <laughs> maybe, that's what Steria, maybe that's what Steria is. Maybe he's been listening to our podcast. It's like, these guys want a spinoff? I'll give him a spinoff. <laughs> It's the Mitchell Brothers. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I, I, it'd be the only John Belushi uh, project uh, that I would enjoy watching. Jim Belushi. I mean. Oh, Jim. I'm sorry, Jim yeah. Belushi. John at least made some good movies. <laughs> John made some great movies. Uh, just yeah. don't watch Wired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should do for cast that movie is Wired. Fuck. Uh, that's a that's a deep dive on that one, but now I'm getting off on it. So yeah, um, off on a tangent, not off on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting off on it. We know. Get, we yeah, know. we know. We know. We know. That's why I'm distracted this whole time. Um, but yeah, so There's yeah. details of our personal lives, people listening. To. <laughs> <laughs> I get off on the death of John Belushi movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Take us out before I get it even darker. What year is this? 